Welcome to Brand Me. I'm Preston Conrad, and this is the podcast about doing your own thing, whether it's building a personal brand, maximizing your side hustle, or making the most of your every day. Anyone who wants to get out there and host, put out your own videos. Put out your own content because that is how people found me and Food Network found me that way as well back in 2015. Hey, everybody. On today's show, we are talking about finding your own lane and not getting put in a box that others are putting you in. I'm sitting down with my friend who is a chef and the founder of Dining with Skylar, Skylar Bouchard. She is a TV personality here on the East Coast out of Philadelphia. And Skylar and I have so many incredible conversations about how she was told to do one thing, but did the complete opposite and found ultimate success with her personal brand. So if you're looking to start something new or if you're looking to drown out some of that outside noise, you're going to want to listen to this episode. Take a few notes, grab a coffee, and enjoy this chat with Skylar. Hi, Skylar Bouchard. Hello, Preston. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. I love that I'm getting to see you and interact with you and not just share your recipes to everyone in my um, close friends list. You know, I I feel the same way, but I love that you're sharing them. So thank you for doing that. But I've missed you. It's it's literally been how like three years. Yeah, since it's I've been seen wow. You. That's crazy. Just Pre-pandemic. a quick pandemic. Just a just, quick pandemic. In, in a jiff, real quick. <laughs> Guys, Skylar and I know each other from our days. We met um, on the set of Amazon Live as talent. Skylar in the food world, me in the fashion world. But I fell in love with you and what you do and how you're making this world that is often kind of intimidating, very fun, approachable, and doable in really fun ways online. But I wanted to do this episode kind of about like, you know, when like a big company rebrands, it's big news. But when a personal brand makes a shift, it's really not news. And I think someone who has done such a great job of not rebranding, but kind of figuring out what is the glue and what the key is to making a brand pop is you. And you've kind of tried this, you tried that, and then you're like, oh my God, this is what I'm about. And I wanted to have you on to talk about your journey getting to where you are today with your personal brand, Dining with Skylar, and your Skylar Bouchard handle. And tell everybody about how you got started in the food world, because it's kind of cool. It's crazy. And everything you just said encompasses what I also was so excited to talk about today, because not every brand journey is just cut and dry. Like I know my niche, I'm going to go for it. It can start with an interest and evolve with so many different aspects of your life. So just to, oh my God, the story is so long, but I'll try and sum it up. I went to NYU. And during my time there, I studied broadcast journalism my whole life. I knew I wanted to host TV. I wanted to be in entertainment, but it wasn't until I got there that I realized I loved food so much and I could actually connect the two interests. And I started a blog my sophomore year about dining out in New York City. It was called NYC Dining. And that was my little gig until I graduated early. Um, I, I did a lot of side jobs in NYU during that time to grow the following and learned a lot about myself, but then I did it full time. And from there, I realized I wanted to have more of a creative purpose. I've learned so much by dining out, by tasting, by talking to some of the best chefs around the world, by traveling. I studied cuisine in Hong Kong and I had my own baking company and I wanted to cook full time and I made a shift 
from NYC Dining to Dining with Skylar, where I started to share how to get restaurant quality food in a simple, less intimidating, fun kind of way. So yes, my brand has taken twists and turns. It's like cartwheeled all over the place. (laughs) Which is so important for people listening to realize. It's like, I always say that it's funny because your name is the most precious thing you have. You really get one stab at doing it. But at at the same time, you don't need to be too delicate. You can kind of throw spaghetti at the wall and see what works. And maybe if like my first blog was called um, you're going to die. Oh my God, tell. It was called Wingtip Jungle, which was like yes, a pair of wingtips. <laughs> yeah, it was like <laughs> a pair of wingtip shoes, but I was living in the jungle of New York City. And that was Love what my it. whole brand was. And then I pivoted to make it more about me. And w- when you decided to kind of close up NYC Dining and launch Dining with Skylar, which smart move to put your name in it, obviously. Thank you. That took me years to figure out, like to how to time it. it. Also, yeah. it was what was that experience like? Was it scary? Did you feel like you were closing a chapter that you had worked so hard on? Absolutely. It was so scary. Um, for context, I started the blog in 2012. That really ages me, but I had to say it. That's then, when I started mine. <laughs> are we like twins? Yeah, we're like the same. Yeah. I love that for us. So I wanted to change it in 2014 and add my name in there, but I didn't do it until the end of 2017. Really? And I, mm-hmm, I had planned out a way to start introducing my personality more and me and not just photos of food. It took me three years to grow a pair yeah. and to say like, fuck it, pardon yeah. my language, no, but I had to die podcast. and love it. Thank you for accepting me. You're <laughs> um, so that was very difficult. The name change in its whole. So I lost like, a couple thousand followers in the grand scheme, like 3000, not a big deal. Cool. Then I switched from just dining out to cooking completely. Yep. I did that mid pandemic. I lost, I kid you not, close to 20,000 followers. Wait, from the, from eating out to eating in essentially. Yeah. From dining out in New York to just cooking that plunge. Cause people were like, okay, the name, I don't care as long as you're providing the same content, which was reviewing New York restaurants, then they would stay. But then I changed it. And luckily I gained a lot more than I lost. But it it was wild. It was terrifying. You have to lose a little bit to make a shift. And if you follow your truth, hopefully you'll win. I think you will win. But that was crazy for me. I was going to say that has to be kind of triggering. I mean, I get like, I used to really care about even if I lost 100 followers, I would freak out and be like, why are they leaving? What am I doing? But I I really don't care anymore. (laughs) Exactly. Same. Once you stop caring about the number and start doing what you want to do, it's just crucial. Did you, um, it's so funny to me because I would actually, uh, as a New Yorker who loves to run around the city, I care much more about what I do in my house than what I do outside of my house. Did you, when you, when you decided to COVID wise, like kind of shift on baking in the house and cooking in the house, did you have plans for what the personal brand could turn into, whether that's shows, products, this, that, because I feel like you're setting it up or you've set it up nice that it's like the anchor of the brand and then it can kind of trickle out with it. Maybe it's a collab, maybe it's a this, maybe it's a that. Definitely. I think taking things just to the home kitchen allowed for me to have a lot of different avenues at my disposal, whereas just dining out put me in a tiny, tiny, tiny lane. Yep. And now I can dine out and post about it because I have a 
have food knowledge and I know what to look for on the menu Um, or I can collab with a bakeware line. So I think it was the right move for me. Totally. How do you find, because for me as like a food dummy, I just like, am the ultimate consumer. I'll eat something fancy and I'll also eat like Frito pie, like at a trashy bar. Like I'll eat anything. Same. How do you, well, that's what I love. Your, your range (laughs) is so amazing, but how do you kind of find a niche in like a really wide category like food? Like what is that process like if someone's looking to start a brand in a saturated space? In a saturated space for food or in general? I think food could be applied to a bunch of stuff, whether it was like cars, you know, is such a wide thing, but maybe someone just does like electric cars. That's what they focus their personal brand on. Like, how did you laser in on what you would be talking about when it comes to dining with Skylar? It's so difficult when people ask me, well, what's your cuisine? What's your niche in terms of what I prepare? Because I'm always getting inspired by other dishes and just finding ways to show people how to make it. So for me, I always say it's inspired American. I love to pull from different cultures. Mm -hmm. I love to pull from inspiration and create. And it's, I think if you're looking to find your niche, you have to find what inspires you, what food you love to cook, or just in general, what you love about what you're doing and make it your niche. You don't have to fall into anyone else's niche. You can create your own. (laughs) Well, you know what I think? And maybe this is part of yours and maybe it's not. I think what I love about, because I know a lot of chefs and a lot of foodies, and um, a lot of times I'm left after consuming the content that I'm like, oh, that was amazing, but I can't do that. I'm just Preston. Like I've got a Joe's and, but I want to be chic, but I can't do that. And I think a lot of your stuff is very achievable while being cool and fresh and new. Like there's an accessibility factor that's like, you can do it kind of thing. Was that always part of your mission? Oh my gosh. Yes. So it's crazy. Cause I, I've been through so many ebbs and flows with my brand, but I had this period where I was getting a lot of feedback from casting directors, networks saying, you need to be more serious. You need to be more chefy. You need formal training. Yes. And let me tell you, this is a big moment for me. It kind of all aligned where it's kind of like the stars align and things always work out. But I took that to heart and I kind of lost sight of what I wanted to do, which was just make cooking fun and achievable. I enrolled in culinary school. Mm -hmm. Then. Yup, I did. And I was just like, if this is what I need to do, then cool. And I kind of lost my soul for a minute Yep. and the pandemic hit and I didn't go to culinary school. I kept getting pushed off for about a year. I ended up withdrawing because during that time I realized exactly what you said. Like, I'm not chefy. I don't want to make things difficult. Like that's not me. And I realized like, like, screw that. Like, I don't want to be that person. And I started to really listen to my voice. And now it's just about kind of the anti what everyone told me. Like I grew up in a house, no one cooked. And I'm, I want to show people like, you can do it. It doesn't matter. It's so funny to me that someone (laughs) told you that because when I think of like top big brand accessible food personalities, like a Rachel Ray, I don't think of fine dining or like culinary school. I think of like cool. My friend that lives down the street that makes my life better by sharing shit I didn't know that's really yummy, right? Like, I feel like that's what you're up to. Uh, Oh my God, thanks. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, it's just, it was so crazy to get that feedback at first. So I am so grateful you see that. Tell me about your line that you did. You you dropped in there quickly. I didn't know this. You had a line of baked, you had your own baking brand or your own, 
What was it? Oh my gosh. So I launched a baking company called Ballsy Bites. Yes, Ballsy Bites. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Ballsy Bites. And it was a one-man show. I was blogging during the week. I rented a commercial kitchen on the weekends. I packed and shipped them and hand-delivered them myself. Stop. They were, yeah, no, it was crazy. They were rainbow tie-dye cake balls. Oh. And oh my God, they were so Wait, Have good. you ever posted a recipe of this? Or yeah, but I never recipe. released the original. The original, but okay. Because I was going to say, I remember seeing cake balls. Okay, so you had the, like, <laughs> this was a business. Yeah, this was my side business. I had to find ways to make money to fund my blog at first. And yep. that was one not very profitable. And I also had a media company as well. Oh my like, gosh. I, I, it's weird. <laughs> but I'm glad you're talking about that because I think a lot of, I have a, um, you know, many people come in this show and sometimes we just don't get into it, but um, I'll have listeners be like, I love that, but you know, how do you pay to not work and to fund your passion? And I like that you're bringing up side hustles and ways of bringing money in the door. Cause it's important that people realize that it's not just like, and then poof one day. You know, yeah, exactly. No, it's crazy how much work and time goes into it. I mean, I'm you know, your story like you've gone up and up, and yeah. now look where you are. But it's it's a journey for me. It was very unconventional because my side hustles like I was in school, I had the privilege of going to college, um, and I interned on the side. And Got it. I, yeah, I graduated early to save some money, yeah. and went full throttle into my own business because I got rejected from every newscaster job possible. (laughs) But yeah, no, it, uh, I'm lucky that I had the time to work many of my own jobs. You know, what's so funny. (laughs) We share a similar thing. I went to school for TV as well. And then I was like, Oh, I can't make a living doing this. I'm good at fashion. I will get into fashion. Maybe one day down the road, I'll be back and follow my dream on doing TV again. And because of my expertise in fashion, TV came back and it's very similar like yours, like because of your expertise in, did you find that like kismet that that happened to you, that the TV came back to you? Absolutely. I did. And I think it goes to show this happened with you. This happened with me. I listened to your episode with Mako as well. It happened yep. with her uh, for reference. That's our lovely friend, Mako yep. who does TV. And I think it really is finding what ignites your soul so you can express it on TV and give your perspective for anyone who wants a career in TV. Like I used to think it was like, you show up and you read a script and it's not. And well, they can really feel like a producer or a production company can really feel your passion for what you're doing when you love it. And it's like, I love what I do. You love what you do. And look, the TV came back into it. Um, which is funny. What it leads me into what I want to ask you next. It's like, as much as we all were, we're old school and we worship TV, obviously. Love and TV. I feel like the kids like don't as much anymore and it's, I'm it's just the talk dating, right I'm just like dating <laughs> myself but they're all consuming on social and you are killing Instagram with these short form video how tell me a little bit about like finding your rhythm there because every time I look at your videos there's like a six-figure count on all the views <laughs> they're oh like gosh. they're amazing 
Thank you. That means so much to me because I feel like I'm behind on the times. Like I, we're millennials. It yeah. feels hard to keep up sometimes, yep. but uh, I really appreciate that. I forget the question because I was so flattered. Well, the video, I think, like, you know, it's funny. Like people reach out to me, even just friends and they're like, Hey, um, if you have 10 minutes, could you help me figure out how I got to get into reels? Or I got to get into, you know, and they ask me for tips and I'm like, Oh God, I probably should. I don't get that many views. Like, I'll give you my best tips as like a branding production guy, but your videos smash it. How, what's the key to finding success with like what you do in short form, quick videos? Cause they're all amazing. The key for me is realizing that nobody cares about the small details. I'm an yeah. overthinker, but, and when it comes to editing, I can sit on video, uh, on a video and edit it for a week. But yeah. at the end of the day, they want the story as short as possible. No one cares. Yep. No one cares. So if you have to cut down a whole thing, you want to share your story of how you made this chicken skillet. You don't yep. have to show the little things like chopping the onion, chopping the garlic. You just have to show how you got from point A to point B and whether you chop that up into five steps or just two big steps and you explain mm. it or six little tiny cuts. Yep. Um as long as you tell the story concisely, people will watch. Also, yeah, they, good they want lighting. the beginning, the middle, and the end. That's it. That's it. That's all they want. And How once I realize posting that, it's easier. It? How often are you posting video? Because I feel like it's a lot. Mm. I used to do five days a week. Now, oh, no. yeah. yeah. Of video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you have that fancy new kitchen, so you might as well put it to use. But oh, that's a lot. Is that sustainable? No. I And also because... I don't think it's worth posting five a week because I think once you post your first video, Instagram will have it in the feed for like two days. But if yep. you post one the next day, I think Instagram gets rid of the next one from uh -huh. the feed. Have you noticed that sometimes videos from two days pop up on your feed? 100%. That's well, my I think theory. they're trying to play around with like, do you, are you on TikTok? Yes. Yeah. What's your, hold on. Let me stalk your TikTok. Dining with Skylar on TikTok. What are you having more fun with, TikTok or Instagram? I am most uncomfortable on TikTok, which well, is... because they're savage. They're savage, but and it makes me feel old, but I like it because I'm trying new things without the fear of losing my audience. Yep. Yep. With Instagram, there's a kind of expectation there, and I have to be a little more rigid on what I'm putting out there. Um, I like both. I just, I, it's a pain in my ass picking yeah. two different edits and making two different edits separately. Cause what does well on Instagram does not do well on TikTok in my experience. I'm finding the exact same thing. Um, and I'm trying to just repurpose the video as much as I can. Cause I don't have the time to create all this tons yeah. of videos. So I'm trying to do both. Oh, I see your TikTok here. It's good. See, this is the thing. Your ones that are doing, just looking at it. It's like best ever. 30 minute delay, like just quick headlines. And they're like half a million views. Like those, that's what people want. They want their life enriched in a second. They want, and they want on TikTok, they want extra simple. It's like buy this seasoning at Trader Joe's and put it on chicken. And to yep. me, Instagram, it's like, how can I make like an, like an extravagant meal yep. in 30 minutes to an hour? And now I'm just like, oh God, now I have to film every part of everything. Ah. Do you feel the pressure? I also feel like on Instagram, I know the followers more or like I know that like people in the business will see it or what. like I feel like TikTok, I just put it out to the universe. I have no idea who the fuck sees it. So I don't care as much like knowing I, I have to be more precious with my Instagram. 
I feel the same way. I think Instagram will always be more curated than TikTok. Yep. And I, I think that's something that I need to embrace more is being more candid and open on TikTok. Yep. I'm just so used to like, I, I get very sensitive to hate comments. And like, if I have to start well, a I, debate, I'm like, I can't do it. And TikTok is the place where I have to just like not care. I want to ask you about that because I really respect, um, I do something that people would probably yell at me about. I delete and block. I don't give really? a fuck. I don't give it. You came to my page and you're going to write something nasty. You're being deleted and you're blocked. That's but the truth though. It's because I'm too afraid to confront. And I really, what is that? You, you will sometimes post a message blocking the person's name out saying, Hey, this made me feel bad. Uh, <laughs> X, Y, Z or whatever. I, I wish I had the balls to do it. Talk to me about when you get interact, like when you get those interactions that aren't nice, what's that like? So there are two types of interactions. One that I actually really appreciate is if someone is like, hey, what you posted offended me because you did this and this. And they put me in my place and I, I can mutually understand and respect. There's a respectful way to talk about things. That's yeah. a great conversation. And yeah. sometimes I like to post about those so everyone can learn. Like, for example, if I use some uh, a kind of hot sauce that I thought was from Shanghai, but it wasn't from Shanghai and someone yep. corrected me yep. and didn't like that I was talking right. about it. I'll talk about that. Um, on the other end of things, some, some people, oh my God, I have so many chefy chefs, like I, and I can tell from their pages, tell me that I have no place on the internet. I have no skills. I am a bored housewife quote on quote Stop. with no talent Stop. and those people can kindly fuck off. And I actually, 100%. I know. Oh my God, Preston, I messaged the guy who said I was a board housewife back and I was like, I really respect your work. Your dishes look incredible. I just would really appreciate you knowing. Um, I work really hard as well. It's very different what I do, but I, I, I deserve respect as well. He went off. He's like, you are a bored, talentless <gasps> loser. You don't know how to cook. You're not good at anything. Oh my Insane. God. Was this on TikTok? Instagram. On Instagram. See, this is the thing. I also think, um, I think there's a lot of fear from people when new people come and disrupt something that was relatively traditional. Like, um, I'll say like, I'm not an interior designer. I have friends that design like homes for like really famous celebrities. I'm not that. I just am a gay who knows how to hang art, right? So like <laughs> as a qualified so well. gay, I put out gay advice. Like think of me it. as your will to your grace. I'm no designer, but I'll get designers on TikTok or whatever that will say, you know, those kind of comments. And I think there's a fear there. Don't you think maybe that like you're kind of coming in and you're doing new things and you're getting views? Absolutely. I think, like you said, when you disrupt the space, it makes people who did it the traditional way feel, oh God, are they taking over? Is this the new way? Am yep. I going to be completely lost? And there's an issue there for sure. But it also, I don't know about you, Preston, but I've had a lot of imposter syndrome when I was starting out because I did things differently. And 100%. yeah, it, it's so discouraging. It's funny. I actually... Um... I got a Google alert last night about my name and I was like, oh, I wonder what someone put on Google. And I went and The Sun, this like newspaper, The Sun, um, put an article out about me. And it says, uh, it's a picture of my face 
And it says, I'm an interior designer who worked at Ralph Lauren. These are five cheap changes to make your home more expensive. And they ran an article about my TikTok. And my first thing was, instead of being like, oh, wow, that's awesome. I was like, I'm not an interior designer. Um, It's like this imposter syndrome kicked in. And I was like, oh my God, this makes me look like I'm someone I'm not. And I put on my Instagram, I was like, if you want to read this, you can. I'm not an interior designer. And it's like, I should just be, you know, we have that um, inner saboteur that comes in and tells us to not be proud of things or not say that you're qualified. Absolutely. And first of all, I just have to say congrats on that article. That's amazing. And they just wrote that because you are qualified and you might not have gone to interior design school, but the products you put out there, meaning like the videos of how you style your home, make you qualified. And it took me a long time to realize that I am qualified because when people call me chef, like on today's show, they said chef, like in in an article. And I was like, oh God, I'm a home cook, but like we, you know? (laughs) No, but that's that's inner saboteur coming in and just kind of like saying, oh, you're not, but you totally are. You have the chops to prove it. You have the content to prove it. That's funny because this all is my bullet. I wanted to talk to you about cooking in the media versus then and now. And I think this is a really good way of talking about it because it's just, you got to be proud. You got to be confident and not worry about what, I mean, you should try a block and delete, by the way. I should. For my mental health, I just turn off the phone, but sometimes I just have a glass of wine and I'm like, you want to get back. Shit, let's go. She is back. I love it. Yeah. Speaking of being risky and writing back, like when when you're launching your brand like you've done or when you rebranded, how do you kind of know when it's time to take a risk and like listen to your Got, you know, you, I feel like you've made the right moves and, and talk to me a little bit about taking risk and putting those voices away for a minute when doing something with your brand. I think there are two kinds of risks and I've learned from both. So the first is an impulsive risk that you just jump into and it's a big decision and you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. I've done that before with like other rebrands within Dining with Skylar that don't exist because they sucked. <laughs> I think, yeah, like they don't yeah. exist anymore. It was a horrible decision. Mean. Yeah. So if you want to do something risky, I would sit on the idea for about a month and think about all the aftermath that could happen. Mm. Every, everyone it would affect. I, I mean, I'm talking about in terms of branding and rebranding. Like yep. if you would be happy long-term with that risky decision and yep. short-term, like where would it go? I think you have to think about every layer of what that decision would do to you and your brand and your business in every aspect. Because if you jump in blind, you could wreck something you took years to build. That's so true. I'm so impulsive. And like my business partner will be like, you're being super pressed in right now. Like we have kind of what you just said, we need to stop, stop, take a couple weeks, think about this choice. You know, you're going to have to live with this choice if we do this XYZ thing. So that's really good advice. Just take a beat. Because I think do you ever feel though you feel the pressure that you have to do something now because everyone else on Instagram is doing it and that you just need to do it? I do feel that pressure a lot, but I've failed before in the fact yep. that I used to jump at every opportunity to do what audiences were looking for at that moment, follow yep. the food trends, do what's popular. And it I ended up losing my voice and who yep. I was and all of that. So now I honestly focus more on how can I make this new trend or what's popular my own Yep. and does it make sense to do that? Because if I don't do it, it's not the end of the world. Yep. 
Speaking you know? of audiences, um, how, any tips to keeping – you've got two channels, right? You've got Dining with Skylar and you've got your own. One of them has crazy amounts of followers, like a lot. And the other one has a lot too. How? Mm. What's the key to keeping these people engaged from your side of things? Like what's that like for you? My main focus is dining with Skylar. So just for context, Skylar Bouchard's my personal account on Instagram where I decided to like keep my personal life separate from yep. dining with Skylar just for my mental sanity. <laughs> are, you like, are you still are you happy you did that? I've always thought about making like a secret like – separate page that I don't know where I could just post like my dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm very happy I did that because yeah. I feel like on my personal account, I have no niche, no limit. I just am me and whoever yep. wants to follow follows. There's no pressure. Yep. But I think of dining with Skylar as my magazine. Totally. Like I'm the editor in chief of dining with Skylar yep. and I'm, I try and keep people on their toes on Dining with Skylar. That's a more regular page. And my other one's just like, yeah. wow, whatever I feel. Are you deep in the DMs? Do you get back to people? Like, are you in there like answering questions? Because you must get a lot of like technical questions, I would imagine, or like recipe questions. I try my absolute best in the DM. I yeah. do. I'm yeah. an emailer and a texter. I, yeah. If someone has like serious questions, I'm like, just email me. But yep. I try my best to communicate in the DMs. What about you? Are you a DMer? I am a DMer. Um, Love it. It's so weird because then I get feel like guilty. Like some guy the other day, what was it? Oh my God. He was like, I, I posted a shoe or something. He was like, I'm at a store like now. And I needed to know which. And I was like, oh, wow, that's like so urgent. Like, I, I feel weird that I have to like bow down and like fulfill this request. But I also feel bad if he wastes his money. So I like stopped what I was doing and like wrote this person and was like, buy these ones, not this one. And I'm like, wow, that's like really good. Like, that's like good advice that I just gave. <laughs> you know yes. I mean? No, no, I, I agree completely. And I think that I, I used to bend over backwards and be like, ah, like, let me yep. help. I think it's great. You provide great customer service, yeah. but I have noticed if I do like specific days and I have them dedicated to the mm -hmm. DM, it's mm -hmm. a little better for me, like an AMA, ask anything. Oh, that's a good idea. a conversation starter for my mental health. Cause like, yeah. I would be the same. It gets bonkers. Like I, I was from the Met Gala, like. I don't, oh. I haven't even looked like there's so much stuff in there and people want to know this in person. People want to know that. And I, I feel guilty. I don't know. There's like a guilt thing for not getting into my DMS, but I think it's a really good way to obviously keep the audience engaged. Um, and you obviously give out content all the time. Like you're off, you're posting every day almost. Do you think? Yeah. Well, you yeah. post a lot as well. I'm trying to get back into it. I'm really enjoying TikTok more to be honest with you. Than because there's the stakes are lower. It's like have fun. And I'm growing way more on TikTok. I went up. I mean, I've surpassed my Instagram following way, and I've been on it for a couple of months, and I've been on Instagram for a decade. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy how much TikTok can just blow up. What's next for you? Before I run out of time, what's next for Dining with Skylar? I want to buy Dining with Skylar um, bakeware. I want <laughs> all the things. I also want you to have a travel show. I would love all of those things. I mean, realistically, <laughs> what's next is yes, to, realistically. I, it's to just keep doing what I'm doing. I love filming uh, and hosting. I would love to just show up and host and not wear every hat possible, but totally. well, I hope a, that it's going there. <laughs> COVID, COVID has made us the, 
um, art director, the prop stylist, the sound tech. Remember Hair doing those makeup. Amazon lives? Yeah. Oh my it, gosh. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but I am so just grateful. And every day I kind of just see what happens. I work on my recipes, keep doing what I love to do. And I find that it attracts more opportunities that help me grow, which sounds so cheesy, but it really, that's like what I see myself doing. And hopefully in an ideal world, world I would love to have some kind of show on a network Yep. And bakeware, cookware, the whole I thing. See it. I see it happening. I'd buy it. Before we wrap up, let's take a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by my brand, Preston Conrad Home. I would love for you to come into my world of luxury home fragrance, responsibly made here in America, all for under $50. We cut out the big box middlemen, and we are bringing the finest luxury fragrance right into your home. For you guys listening today on the show, you can take 10% off of any single item on PrestonConradHome.com with the offer code BRANDME. That's PrestonConradHome.com, offer code BRANDME. I have a question before I let you go, and I never, this should have been asked way earlier, <laughs> is, is how Amazon and today and all these people find you, is that just from the content you put out? Yep. So anyone who wants to get out there and host, put out your own videos. Put out your own content because that is how people found me. And Food Network found me that way as well back in 2015. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You can create your own dream. That's why the internet is the best thing to happen to us. I know everyone talks shit, but yep. it makes starting a business so much easier. That's really interesting because people will say, oh, dear, an agent or this or that. And, I, and I'm like, put it out. Put it out. You have the you have it all in the palm of your hand. Just put it to the universe. Just try and eventually you'll figure it out. Fail a million times for that one success because it's totally worth it. Skylar, I'm so glad I got to talk to you. Um, I think we've said it a bunch of times, but how can everybody find you on Instagram? So you can find me on Dining with Skylar for my recipes and my personal page is Skylar Bouchard. And guys, don't sleep on her TikTok either. Dining with Skylar. Yeah, yes, I forgot. I forgot Skylar about TikTok. <laughs> I know. I'm going to plug your TikTok because I'm a new TikTok stan. So, um, Skylar, thank you for joining me. You're the best. And if I come down to Philly, I got to come see this fancy new house. Please text me, call me anytime. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be on your show. This podcast is everything. Oh, my God. You're so welcome. <sighs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> For more on the show, you can find us on Instagram at Brand Me Podcast or at Preston Conrad. Be sure, of course, to rate, review, and subscribe and share on social. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.